one size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hello, everybody. It is the Red Ben TV podcast. I'm Chris Pajak. That is Jay Pearson. And that over there is Dan Club. We are here to talk you through all the latest news, comments, goings. There's no comments. There's no goings. Uh, actually, there might, <laughs> might be, be. Uh, there might be there a comment. You know, Mo Salah's coming yeah. back. Yeah. That, is, that is a thing. <laughs> uh, I'm looking forward to that one. Before we get into it, though, we've got two kickoff questions. Uh, so get ready to type uh, the time when those finish, you <laughs> boring bastards, in the comments section. Um, first one is from. Stay on. What is your go-to word to use on Wordle? Oh, do you play Wordle? No. I, 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 yeah, I, I do. No, like no, it. it's two letters. It's five. You've got to put in. For I, got, I got sucked into it. Um, crime was always one. Crime. Yeah, crime. Why? Just because uh, you're getting a decent consonant in there with the M, and you're getting two decent vowels with I and E, and the R is usually. It's. I've found that R is quite popular in Wordle. So there's always an out. It, it always get the yellow square, but it's there. So crime is, is a bit of a go-to. For okay, me. mine obviously you don't play it. Yeah. Mine's ratio because you're getting four of the top five letters used in yeah. in the alphabet, and then all you need then is like an E and an S mm. in your second guess, and you're probably about halfway there or something. I'm just about holding off on it. I'm thinking the one person on my Do Twitter that doesn't off. play. Um, yeah, and I just, I see Steve in particular every single morning absolutely nailing words on, on Twitter. And I just, I've no issue with being that guy, but I'm just not sure I want to be that guy. Are you waiting for so. it to be paid for or something before <laughs> you join in? Because <laughs> yeah. 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 the New York Times has bought it, Yeah, they have. Yes, they have. Yeah, seen that. Right, that's got nothing to do with football. Nothing. So you can skip that. Skip that. We're going to go on to the football question from Zubanator at Zubanana22. Should we expect one of Ox or Cater to be sold this summer? And should we expect another established midfielder to be acquired? Fingers crossed we get Bellingham I'll start with you, Dan. Should we expect the Oxford cases to be sold this summer? I wouldn't say expect, um, but I also wouldn't be surprised because I, I put something on Twitter the other day in response to a similar question, actually. I think, in my eyes, them two are sort of competing between now and the end of the season. Almost whoever plays the best and whoever plays the most football, because let's be honest, they've both had their injury problems. Um, if one of them can really kick on, stay fit and have a really good second half of the season, that's almost the person that gets the new deal because they're both out of contract next year, 2023. So mm. one of them, in my opinion, gets a new deal and one of them we cash in on in the summer. So yeah, I, I think there is a chance that happens. That's but, interesting though. Yeah, I'm the same my age here, like, but um, I don't even know this is still a thing, but they should have like a money in the bank ladder match. Yeah. Contract, climb up the ladder, get yeah. the briefcase, there's your contract. I think you're right, Chris, I think... The question it's a good question really because I think you could probably expect both of them to be sold. There's a, there's an argument for both. Yes, there is, isn't yeah. there? You know, for both of them to go. Especially if these rumours of Bellingham are 
have got a little bit of weight to them. So yeah, so I wouldn't be surprised if both of them went, to be honest. But again, you look at Taki's numbers, the, the balance of his numbers are all right in terms of his goals and in the cup in the cups and stuff. So well, this is Ox and Cater, not sorry, um, Ox and Cater. Yeah. So um, I see what I mean. I'm thinking. Of, so I'm throwing another name in there now, Chris. I'm yeah. throwing Minamino in that in that mix. You could get rid of all three of them. Yeah. All three you of them in that actually, conversation. You actually could. Do you know what I mean? So apologies about that for for forgetting it's about right. that. My, my, that's right though, isn't it? Yeah. No. No. For for me, Ox and Cater. I like your idea of fighting for the place. Mm. I just think Kate is going to have more sell-on value regardless. I don't know how how well Ox can play for him to be a £40 million player anymore. I'm not sure that's... No. I think that might be too high for him, mm. whereas I think Kate has still got sell-on value. The honest answer for me is I actually don't trust either of them on a five-year contract or no, a four-year contract, long. personally. Yeah. I think they're both really, really good players, and I really enjoy watching Cater play football when he's available, but you'd always have to say it like that and for, for when he's available. And Ox, unfortunately, he, he feels the same way to me. Like I know he's been fit this season, but we don't use him all the time when he is fit. He's been really good in the midfield when he has played. I'm not sure I'm putting another three-, four-year deal on the table for him no. where you're taking him to 33. I, yeah. is, would anyone think that that's no that absolutely not do? I mean if you put because of the amount of games he's missed and you know it's so unfortunate with the knee injury uh, against Rome a few yeah. years back isn't it that's been the telltale of his career hasn't it that mm-hmm. was sort of the downward curve and then he, he'd come back have a good couple of games and he'd be out again and he does what he, on his day he can be very very good footballer so can Cater but when you look at the balance what you just said there Chris is age wise I know people say oh you know the footballers are playing a lot longer these mm. days and yeah they are but again, when you're given the opportunity, you need to take it. And unfortunately, we just we don't see it enough. Mm. And it's a shame because you're willing, aren't you? Every time he crosses the white line, you're going, "Come on, lad, yeah. put in that performance." And it does work sometimes. Just it's just not not enough. It's similar with Cater in a way, in terms of um, obviously the injury problems they've had. You're always willing Cater to do well as well, but you always feel like you're a game away from him breaking yeah. down. I remember going to the Brighton game earlier this season, and we were outstanding for 20 minutes, and he was a big part of that. He does his hamstring, he comes off, and we kind of fell apart in the game. So it's similar with Ox and Cater in terms of that. But in terms of the age thing, I don't think we can expect either of them to go deep into the 30s or even into the early 30s because they're both very dynamic, and the amount of injuries they've both had you've got to feel like they're going to break down even more so as you go on. So any sort of three or four-year contract is a risk on it and yeah, any yeah. of them. So Ox is 28 now. I think Kate is probably 25, 26, isn't that, he? Yeah, yeah. Um, so by the end of his contract run out, he's 29. You throw three years on that, he's 32. And how many games are you going to get out of that? I don't know, but Klopp likes him. Klopp does, really does yeah. like him. Mm. You can understand that. It's, it's with the likes of... Tyler Morton coming yes. through, mm. Harvey Elliott coming through, Kate yeah. Jones coming through. Possibly Carvalho into that mix as well. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so yeah, they, yeah. They, that's maybe where the chain happens, I yeah. suppose, mm. isn't it? Okay, well, we'll we'll move on then. We've got loads and loads of things to discuss today. Uh, we're going to be talking about the AFCON final, uh, Harvey Elliott being back the Champions League squad, Salah, um, the return of Mo Salah, and how the squad is kind of looking in general. But before we get into all that, we've got a brand new documentary out so soon. Um, I think it's tomorrow that our brand new documentary, Crashman of the Cop, comes out. So please check this out now. I think it's such a, a unique part of Liverpool fan culture. I mean, other other teams have flags, but they're, they're often like just a St. George's cross with the, with the name of the town written down the middle of it. But for Liverpool, it's something different. It's like a, it's a part of your identity and, and as a club. It's just another outward way of expressing your support for the team. It's part of our history. It's kind of nice to 
to feel like I'm creating a little bit of that history and carrying that story along. And I like the fact that, yes, you can go and get a printed banner made and you can probably do it quite cheaply and have it made in a couple of days. But I like using the old traditional kind of methods, doing everything by hand and just making, making beautiful things that hopefully nobody will ever want to throw away. I like the idea that some of my flags because they're so well made and because they're such heavy duty material and stuff that that people have passed them down through their families and they might still be there on the cop in a hundred years. So there you go. It comes out tomorrow only on Redmen Plus. Go over to the RedmenTV.com, get yourself signed up, and you can enjoy that as well as a whole host of our back catalogue videos, interviews with Jürgen Klopp, Lucas Lever, Jamie Carragher, all kinds of people. Uh, loads of brand new documentaries over the last couple of months as well. Get over there, RedmenTV.com, sign up to Redmen Plus. You will not be disappointed. And there's tons on Louis Diaz as well for people who just want the transfer side of things as well. Um, gents, we're going to talk a little bit about the AFCON final first of all. I mean. Jay, that penalty from Sadio Mane, that, that took guts, didn't it? Like... Didn't it, Joss, mate? I mean, the, he's so good mentality-wise and under pressure the, the way he's played for Liverpool the last couple of years, so it doesn't surprise me, the redemption side of things, but the pressure he's under as a countryman to deliver that trophy is unreal, and I was absolutely made up for him that it was his penalty that that secured the win and the trophy. It could have been so much different though, couldn't it? You know, missing a penalty earlier on in the game, you're on the fifth pen. I tweeted about four minutes before it happened. Like, he's, he's sorry, my man is going to miss the last pen, isn't he? Like, you know, <laughs> that's the worst thing that could have happened for mm. him. I think that would have broken him, to be honest. Yeah. So I'm so glad that he, he, first of all, that he had the balls to stand up and do that. And secondly, put it in the same place. Fucking hell, that's just brilliant. Class. Absolutely class, mate. And again, it's so good for him in this country because of what they've been through, the, what he does for that country mm. as well. It's great, and him being the, the talisman that, that he is, and it's such a shame for us as Liverpool fans of the balance of how it happened in terms of like one of our favourite players is going to be disappointed by the end of the night. Yeah. But again, it's it was great. It was great to see. Wonderful, wonderful story. It, it was obviously a tricky one. Obviously, you mentioned the balance there. I think we probably, if you had to really choose, and you were almost gun to your head sort of situation, that was probably the best outcome. Because Salah, we've already seen, obviously we're going to discuss, his mentality was, OK, I'm going to get in a play, I'm going to come back to Liverpool and I'm going to play. Whereas Mane, listen, he's mentally incredible because to take that penalty in that circumstance after missing one shows you how tough he is. And obviously the redemption side of things, brilliant. But his confidence has been knocked a little bit for me in sort of the past 18 months. And obviously he's been to the final before with them and lost Algeria a few years ago. And you touched upon it there. The things he's done for that country, he wanted so much to take it to Senegal. Not that Mo Salah didn't want to take it for Egypt, but if, if Sadio Mane had missed that, like you say, I think that could have really, really affected him for a little while. Yeah. What do you think it will do to his form now then, Dan? I think we'll see a rejuvenated Sadio Mane. That's certainly what I hope. Because he's coming back. Obviously, we've got Louis Diaz sort of pushing him. You know, I thought even before the Afghan situation that the Louis Diaz signing could make Sadio Mane go, okay, I need to kick on a gear here because his numbers have been good, but in my opinion, his performances haven't been sort of vintage Sadio Mane because he's world class, there's absolutely no getting away from it. But for me, he has dipped slightly this season. Again, his decision making seems a little bit off. I think when he should pass, he's shooting and vice versa. So. The, the AFCON win, what it means for the country, what it means for him individually, and the Louis Diaz signing, he should come back, Sadio Mane, absolutely flying, in my opinion. So, it's, it's brilliant news. 
I must admit, Jay, I was like a bit, I felt sorry for Sergio Mane. It's like, what you mean? I've gone away for a month to help my country and you've done the dirty on me <laughs> and sad Louis Diaz on the sly. Like, he's he, like we've, we're going to talk about it later. What I'm hearing so far on Twitter, every Liverpool fan I'm speaking to is angry Mane. Uh, mm. Angry Salah, Salah. sorry. Mm. I think there's going to be a bit of that with Mane as well. Like, you'd be fuming. Like. You would. Absolutely. He's like, you know, I've been one of your best players for the last few years. He's been very consistent. Um, you know, obviously, he's had a few patches where he hasn't scored and stuff, but he's still a threat every time he's on that football pitch and he can just turn it on like a light switch. So, I think Angry Mane coming back is brilliant because he's like, listen, Diaz. That's that's my side of the pitch. Yeah, get away. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know I, I, I love that. He probably needs months. that. But I was just about to say that, that. Yeah. he needs that competition. Yeah, you know, it's difficult to get competition for Mane or Salah, and Diaz has emerged as, as one of those people, which is fantastic. So competition for places is important, and we've said for a long time, I mean, that maybe Mane is the person that does need that little bit of competition. So there has been questions of him getting a little bit too comfortable on that side, but yeah, it's great. But angry Mane, happy Mane, angry Mo, happy Mo. Get him home. Um, one final thing to discuss on this, then it's the fifth penalty debate. Like, yeah. you know, obviously, I don't yeah. want to go too much into Salah and stuff like that, but it does make me feel like, look, if you want to take a penalty, you've got to, you can't wait round to the fifth because you, you, no. your fate can be decided by then, can't it, Dan? It can, and obviously it was with Salah because to see Salah, somebody, best player in the world, um, and by far the best player Egypt have got, for Egypt to have him not even taking a penalty in the AFCON final, they must be thinking, what's happened there? And, Oh, it's a difficult one, isn't it? Because I don't... If it goes all the way and you're relying on him, there's nobody else you'd rather stood there waiting is there than Mo Salah, even a Liverpool point of view or an Egypt point of view. But, yeah, I think, obviously, hindsight's a wonderful thing, but they'll be gutted now that he didn't even get a chance to score from the spot. That's a big oversight from their point of view. Who yeah. do you reckon who decides it? I think somebody's Salah got Salah himself. Uh, well, I don't know. I think the manager probably picks the position with Salah. You know, maybe he says that. I, I think there's a lot of rival fans that said he wants to go fifth to win it. Well, I don't know how many times a fifth pen wins a penalty shootout. He's done it before, yeah. hasn't he? Yeah. yeah. He has done it before for Egypt. And I've seen how Cristiano Ronaldo's done it previously as well. So, yeah. difficult. And there is an element of, I want the glory. I want to be that man. But there's also a hell of a lot of bollocks involved in that decision. You know what I mean? Because you could take the second, third, and it might not really mean anything. I understand the first, get yourself off to a good start. But by all accounts... But Salah isn't the best penalty taker. Egypt have got that. Zizou has got the best actual penalty record. In terms of mm. the moment and the occasion, there's nobody better than Salah for that. But in terms of actually striking a penalty, he's not the best. So point. it's a difficult one, but I don't really see the argument. I think if if it gets that far and he's the man who wins it for you, then happy days. Mm. Yeah, I don't know whether the manager can go, look, I know I said you were fifth mate, but like I don't fancy him at four. Yeah, so that's can it, yeah. you just bump up one and make sure we're yeah. in it by the fifth pen, please? That's it. That's the that's the that's yeah. the thing for me where a manager just I don't know whether that ever happens in footy and it's just one of those things that we do it this way because we do it mm. this way type of thing where mm. it's like, hang on a minute, let's and change this around a little bit yeah. and make sure that we score a pen because they're all pressure pens at that point. Yeah, There'll be some stato out there who knows how many um, penalty shootouts go past five kicks. I don't. Th- I think there's more of a, a balance of penalties finish with penalty shootouts finish with the first five kicks most mm. of the time, don't they? Mm-hmm. So there's your answer straight away. Get your best in that first three. Yeah. The first three kicks, get your three best players, then crack on then it is a lottery yeah okay uh, we're going to move on then uh, next uh, next topic for for discussion today is is Harvey Elliott being back um, Jay I mean it was just great to see him take to the footy field again wasn't it and the reception that he got yeah. it was just marvellous yeah I said to him mate before the game I said right obviously we'll probably see them both today I said but bring him on separately let him have like 
and, and a massive ovation each. Um, but it was great. And I didn't expect to see him as early as I did. I thought he'd get 15, 20, but he came on, you know, relatively... 58 it was, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, you know, it was relatively early in the second half. So, but as soon as he got the ball, the first couple of touches, like, he's back because of the way he was moving, the way he was wanting the ball, he was showing for it. And I love that about the kid. He's, that type of injury can knock anybody no matter what age you are. But he, the fact that he's come back from that at such a young age and the way he played was just amazing. I'm so happy he's back. I must admit, like, there's that, like, we, we call it sometimes the exuberance of youth, don't we? You know what I mean? Yeah. I like to think of it Let's like it. he doesn't know what he doesn't know. So he's never come back from a big injury like this before, so he doesn't know how he's supposed to feel. He only knows what people have said about him. And his body clearly felt all right the way that he was moving around on the pitch. Yeah, not half. He was absolutely unbelievable, I thought. I actually think he was better. This might be sort of... Rose tinted glasses, but I, was fine. He, I felt like he looked better. Did he look bigger? Yeah, he looked bigger to massively. Me. And I, I spoke about it the other day on something on on Twitter, and I think he's used his time away in such a positive manner, like in terms of mentally, in terms of physically. Obviously, his main focus would have been rehabbing his ankle and getting that straight for a kickoff and able to play footy again. But he looks a little bit bigger. He looked a little bit faster, and he looks so desperate to make an impact. Yeah. And obviously, he does. And I love the kid. I think he's brilliant. I think he's absolutely brilliant. And him looking like he did is such a big plus for the rest of this season. Yeah. What, what do you think, realistically, we can expect to see from him? Oh, sky's the limit, isn't it? I, this I season? Oh, this season. He's got a role to play. I think he's proved that already. Obviously, we're going to talk about the Leicester game a little bit later. He's got a huge role to play, even in that. Because if he comes on before Thiago, it shows he's further down the line than he is in his sort of readiness for match. So... He could have a big impact in some key games. We've seen him start against Chelsea before he got injured, and that mm. surprised me. So yeah, why not? Let's just let's just go with the kid. There's, there's no stopping him. Obviously, we've seen his quotes from his dad this week in yeah. terms of he doesn't have barriers. Even Klopp said he said it'd be all right. I'll be back in a couple of days. That's this mentality of this young lad, and there's absolutely no stopping him this season for me. Do you think he's going to get used a lot, Jay, between now and the end of the season? Ah. <sighs> I think we are in such a good place squad-wise, I know we're going to talk about that anyway, but I do think he's got a, a definite role to play. Um, if he keeps playing the way he did against Cardiff and he's going to get more starts, just the way he started the season, I don't think Klopp planned on starting him every game at the beginning of the season, but he just every performance was like, well, I can't drop him. Mm. You just don't drop him. If they play him well, you just don't drop them. And um, I, I do think he's going to be playing a lot more. He'll be chomping at the bit to play in Champions League football. I, I can't wait to see him play alongside Trent Alexander-Arnold and Mo Salah again. Yeah, that, that, that triangle. That triangle. Yeah. That's, that's what was. That's what was popping at the start of the season, isn't yeah. it? And that's what we were excited by. And Henderson went in there and did a brilliant job of continuing that. But I think it evolved from Harvey Elliott playing that position yeah. and seeing what we can do. And Henderson maybe sitting and watching, right, okay, I can, I can do this. Of course I can do this. Like You yeah. know what I mean? I've now got the licence and the freedom to be able to do this. But when the three of them were on that right-hand side, Henderson early on in the season, Trent and, and Mo, they were brilliant. So I, I can't wait to see him. I mean, it might be 20 minutes here, 30 minutes there. It might be adrenaline that pushed him through against Cardiff. Mm. You know, I don't think we should expect personally to see 90 minutes out of him. No. And no, I don't think anyone is no. expecting to see 90 minutes out of him. And we will discuss the squad later. But, I mean, again, Jay, it's just a fucking great goal as well. I it mean, was. I don't know how he did it. Oh, to that touch was incredible. And his technique, That you know, every young kid should be looking at his technique on that because it was absolutely amazing. Um, I wish I could pull off something like that. It was unbelievable. But the touch, I mean, again, the ball from Robbo, 
he knew exactly where he wanted to put that, and it was just it was just great, Flad, and you just seen his face when he scored the goal, screaming into the camera. Um, it was just great. I was about right it. It was in the corner, I, yeah. There, like, and I was so happy because I, me and Paul had taken our daughters for their mm. first game at, at Anfield. Um, Liverpool game for Robin. I took her to Brazil, Croatia a few years ago. Vowed never to take her to the footy again because it was uh, atrocious. <laughs> she went to the toilet seven times in sixty nine minutes. And when they <laughs> and when Neymar scored, as everyone celebrated, I she went. I need the toilet. I went. We're going. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. yeah, I'm never taking you to a Liverpool game. Waited a few years. Took her along. Yeah. And we, we were able to all sit together and they all celebrate in that corner every goal. And we were just, it was just the perfect day to Definitely, take yeah. like kids to as yeah. well. The FA Cup, I think, if I, if I remember correctly, it will have been about 30 years, not far off the day when I went to my first Liverpool game. Because mine was the, I think it was February, I think it was the same round of the FA Cup. But I think it was a replay with Bristol Rovers mm. uh, for my first game. So like nice. almost exactly 30 years, like three or four days not difference. the best day then, was it? We won that oh, one. We, yeah, oh, we won that one. Did we get beat by Bristol? Then you know what? Cup? We played Bristol Rovers a couple of times in Bristol City in the same ah, sort okay, of period. Ah, okay, there we go. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Apologies, Bristol. Um, yeah, so, yeah, I mean, for me, it was just brilliant. And seeing Harvey over there and just seeing how happy he was, Robbo making sure he got that uh, ovation from the cop, go and enjoy it type of thing. That's just what he needed. And uh, I, I talked a lot on the final word this week on, on Red Men Plus about how, like, listen, for me, I love it when Liverpool fans... Go to, uh, Liverpool, Scousers get into the Liverpool team but it's just as important that Liverpool fans yeah. get in the team it's not just about where they're from mm. it's also about what they are mm. and he is a Liverpool fan the through and through oh, oh, yeah. and that yeah. means something to me because I don't care where you are in the world if you're a Liverpool fan especially if you're playing for Liverpool if you're playing for that Mm. on the front of the shirt and not the name on the back that's what matters to me and Harvey Elliott plays for the bird oh, on the front yeah. of the shirt and you can right. tell can't you yeah. as well by the yeah, way massively oh, yeah. he just loves it and he loves being a part of it and he's looked forward to it you know he's counting down the days like 147 days I kept seeing that over and over again that's just what you want isn't it like it's like it's like counting down to Christmas that's yeah. how like a big thing it is for him um, but it does bring into question our, our Champions League squad um, Dan I'll come to you on this one We've named the 24-man squad. I'm just going to get it up in front of me now, I think, so si, uh, if you can, mate. Um, so we've got Alisson, Adrian, Kelleher as the goalkeepers. Mm-hmm. Uh, defenders of Van Dijk, Canate, Gomez, Matip, Chimacash, Robertson, Trent. Midfielders Fabinho, Thiago, Milner, Cater, Henderson, Ox, Elliott. Forwards Salamane, Firmino, Jota, Diaz, Minamino and Origi. Notable B-list players, Jones, Morton, Bradley, Beck, Cometeo, Canina and Davies. Um, so, one in, one out. Diaz in for Big Naf Phillips on this one. Um, I'm going to say that's the best Champions League squad we've ever had. Yeah. Anyone disagree? No, not at all. Nope. And not only that, no. I'm thinking about in saying they're all fit. <laughs> which is which is ridiculous. Arigi's the one in my mind, but he's not even when far it, yeah. away, is he? Yeah, I don't yeah, think so. If looks like Champions League, I'm fit, I'm ready. Yeah, yeah. Big game, so San Siro. Yeah, Caravan and FA Cup that you needed before in January when the yeah. lads were away. Yeah, I'm Divock Arigi. Come on. Absolutely superb. But like the the midfield that we've got here, like Fabinho, Thiago Milner, Kate Henderson, Ox, Elliot. Like and then Kurt Jones isn't even in that main list no. of players there because he's still cla- classed as a, a B list player and whatever. Yeah. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight midfielders for mm-hmm. three spots, and they're all of a level where you wouldn't be displeased if they carried on. 
Like, I, I know I spoke before about Cater and Ox and stuff like that, but that's about the injuries, yeah. not about the player and, and mm. what they represent and who they are and how skillful they are and everything else. This midfield, bar for me, anyway, and I know I'm being a whingy bitch here, is just lacking a backup six for Fabinho. That, that's the only thing that I yeah. think that we're lacking in midfield. Yeah, We've got everything else, haven't we, Dan? Massively, massively. The attacking options in that midfield now, because obviously it's something we've sort of lamented previously when we've seen, you know, your Milner... Fabinho, Henderson midfield, even Wijnaldum you could throw into that mix in previous mm-hmm. carnations. It was very um, industrious mm-hmm. and workmanlike. And that got us through a lot of ties, let's have it right, you know what I mean? But at the same time, it didn't have that creativity. But if you throw Thiago, Cater and Elliot into that mix, all of a sudden you've got a whole different outlook. <laughs> and even Curtis Jones, I shouldn't forget him, you know what I mean? You've got a different looking midfield altogether. We were all surprised about the Elliot situation in terms of, I think I thought he was going to be a right winger. I was massively wrong. He's obviously going to be an attacking midfielder and that is definitely his best position. But it's an interesting one because obviously when we lost Wijnaldum in the summer, a lot of the questions directed the Klopp were about the midfield. And he was always very much like, oh no, we'll be, we'll be sound, don't worry about that. And obviously he had an eye on Elliot and others, but he had an eye on Elliot. That midfield, in terms of numbers and quality, is the best I've seen for quite a long time at Liverpool. You'd go back to maybe Mascherano and Sissoko and Alonso, those sort of characters, you know. But that is a ridiculous embarrassment of riches in midfield. The only thing is, and I've just said they're all fit, is the injury question marks we have over a few of them. Obviously, Elliot, back up and running now, looks great. Let's hope that carries on. Cater and Ox, they worry me. But mm-hmm. aside from that, that's happy days. Yeah, I mean, Kurt Jones, so far in his Liverpool career, I think he's only really missed games for illness, as he had. Mm-hmm. He had the eye thing, the eye didn't he, as well. Shit. Yeah, that was yeah. so recently, wasn't it? Yeah, I shouldn't yeah. have forgot that one. Like, um, Yeah, that it's just mad, really. I mean, I look at those midfield options, and I think that's absolutely superb. I look at the forward options now, Jay. Mm. We've never been in a better place with the forwards that we've got. No yeah. way. Not with the goals per minute of, like, Minamino's and Origi's as well. I mean, I, I brought up the stats yesterday on one of the shows it's, it's absolutely ridiculous what Minamino's doing off the bench yeah. like he's got seven goals this season off the bench one assist uh, you know Rigi's got five goals in only ten appearances yeah. I mean it, it's absolutely insane isn't it Jay and then throw Diaz into that with the front four that we, front four that we already know and love fucking hell yeah um, like you said at the beginning of the pod you know it's like very very exciting for a number of reasons today this show and that is one of them I mean I was sat in the lower Kemlin for Cardiff and I saw Diaz, so I got a really good look at him because of the cop end with it. And the, the the way he plays football in terms of like, he's ready on the turn, he's ready to play off the shoulder. And again, I love players like that because they mm. just want to get in behind and I think it's great. And he was looking for the ball and some of the turns he was making and, and I just think we've got a very, very exciting player here. Not saying it was on the same level of when we first saw Suarez because, the, you know, that, that, that fellow was just a bloody anomaly. Hopefully, Luis Diaz can get to the, those levels, absolutely. But just to that little cameo appearance, the little turn, stuff like that, I'm like... <sighs> it's the now that I love. Yeah, I'm just like, like, He was, oh. just wasn't asked for it, was he? No, no, exactly. I mean, he probably needs to put on a bit of meat, I yeah. mean, because he'll get thrown down on the floor a lot more in England, so he needs to get ready for that. Um, I know, like Klopp said, uh, after he, like, he's got a bit of a scar on his knee, he's like, welcome to England. Welcome, yeah. I, absolutely. But yeah, it's so exciting, Chris, because I just think... Now we've got replacements all over the pitch now. Because say if you wanted to give Mo a break for any reason why, you'd probably say, I don't want to. But you could put Elliot in there, couldn't you? Yeah. Yeah. Or Mane could switch. Or Mane could switch. Yeah. And Jota on the left, but I know Jota wants to play in the middle. But again, we're, we're talking there. We've got options to have to play different systems. Lots of teams can go, right, you nullify Robbo, you nullify Trent at Liverpool, mm-hmm. and you'll stop them. Well, no, because we've got such a creative midfield now. The creative forward line, we can mix it up. 
You can play different systems. And like you said, you both made really good points about the squad, the team. It's really exciting. When have we ever been in all four competitions at this point of the season with a squad capable of... 82-83, I believe, there was the last know. time we were in all four competitions at this stage of the season. And that and that had us in Which is mad. I saw that on Twitter, by the way. That's just not something that I'm yeah, just... Yeah, look out of thin air then. Um, <laughs> I but just read it on Twitter this morning. But we've got the squad to cope. Usually by now we've got a squad that'll manage two competitions, the league and the Champions League. But the yeah. fact that we've got the squad now that can go on, on four fronts, this is something we've been crying for for a long time. We're getting overexcited about it, maybe. We need to calm down a little but bit. The, but no, but the league in particular, the league's absolutely. the one, isn't it? You know, yeah, the, yeah, the, of course. The, aside from that, the other three, there's absolutely but no league, reason why not. Even the league, yeah. you look at the fixtures the City have got compared to us. I know the, they're a brilliant side, like, yeah. Yeah. but it does make me go, hello, It's just one game. Yeah. Can change it all. That's not me writing it off. That's just no, me saying no, when we talk about four competitions yeah. and quad, you need to caveat it slightly. No, we don't, Dan. I'm not caveating. <laughs> no, no, no. 2001 was a good year, anyway, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah, we won three yeah. out of the four. Yeah, listen, I'd take that. I'd, <laughs> bite, you there? I'd bite your hand off right now, obviously, you know what I mean? But at the same time, that is the only. But you're dead right. Like, yeah. I've been crying out for even a go. And Klopp, I feel a little bit sorry for him in the domestic cup point of view because people always hit him, don't they? You haven't took it seriously. I think he has. I just think he's played very similar teams the whole time. It just so happens that this year we're playing Shrewsbury and Cardiff, whereas in previous years yeah. it's, been, it's been Chelsea away and Wolves away. Yeah, you know yeah, what yeah, I mean? Point. So it's, it's one of them. It, no, it, it doesn't. It happens time and time again. I think, look, I think the last few years you could you could moan at Klopp for how he's treated the Cups or you could look at it like that. Mm. The fact of the matter is Liverpool squad hasn't been as good as it is now. And I don't think it's been as good ever in my lifetime. And actually, that stat of not being in all four competitions since 82 83, I, I was born in 82. Like, that, I, I would have guessed that that happened in my lifetime. Mm-hmm. And it didn't. Yeah, of course. Which yeah. is madness. Like, oh, it did, but just. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? That's crazy that, that Liverpool haven't done that considering how good we've been in competitions. And, you know, even when we weren't winning leagues, we were second and third all the 90s, give or take, for, for getting there. And obviously we did well in the Cups and stuff during my lifetime. But I'm looking at it now going, we can realistically win, like, two or three competitions this year. I really, truly believe that. And I don't know how Klopp has somehow managed to build this squad almost on the sly. Yeah. Because it feels like... Six months ago, everyone's whinging about, you know, it's not as good as City squads and all that. It might be now. How's he done that with one signing? One signing, that's it. He's not done much else. No, no. Can I tell you, in the summer, people were still whinging about it afterwards. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Diaz, it's the emergence of the players that he believes in. Yes. It's the coaching of the players that he believes in. Like, why as fans do we never think, Dan, these players can get better? You're dead yeah. right. We don't look at that, obviously. We always look at shiny new toys, don't we? And it was similar in the way with the Diaz signing because we're in all four competitions and we're absolutely buzzing and January was an unbelievable month, all things considered. Mm-hmm. But nobody got quite as excited as when Diaz got signed. Nothing quite gets us going like a signing, does it? And that's the point with the players we already own. Your Curtis Joneses, your Harvey Elliott. In the summer, we were all crying out for midfielder. But Klopp is smarter than all of us and every single Liverpool fan. And he knows what he's already got at his disposal. And he just thinks, all I need is Elliot to show me what he's been showing me in training in a match. And we're laughing. Same with Curtis Jones, you know. So that's the difference, isn't it? In terms of he knows what he's got, we're not quite sure. We always want that new signing. But like you say, 
the strength in depth we've suddenly acquired has been very shrewd, very, very shrewd. And the, the money spent, obviously everyone's probably seen the net spend statistics come out again yesterday. We I actually are, haven't seen I mean, this. Seen, there's been a new one. Anyway. I'm not sure how far down the table we are, but we are down the table. You know, I'm just above Crystal Palace, if memory serves me properly, you know. So into that's like European as well, by the way. That's wow. not that's not just uh, yeah exactly. Everton are by far and away above, and we all know how they're getting on. So yeah, well, it's they're above us for something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Cox Defo done a deal with Rumpelstiltskin here to spin <laughs> fucking straw into gold or yeah. shot an alley it's, like it's this. Just so yeah, shrewd. It does. Yeah. Just so mental. shrewd. Like, and obviously we've lost Nico Williams and Nat Phillips as well in the past couple of weeks. Two, mm. you know, viable squad members. Um, but he's obviously got complete faith in Conor Bradley, and so should we. And as Jay, yeah. has he built the next great Liverpool side without us noticing? Probably. He's good at stuff like that. <laughs> we, we, even in like 17, 18, somehow the squad got better, and we were like, can't get any better than this, and it bloody did. So yeah, maybe. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Life is full of awesome what-ifs, and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at UH1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Yes. So what's the future of the front three as you see it? Oh, Jota's in there. I, 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 can't, I actually don't want to finish that sentence because I really love Bobby. I just... <laughs> Um, yeah, I'd, I'd Jota's definitely in there because look at the stats so far. I think he's, he plays up top. And the, the, Before I can answer that question fully, I need to know about the Salah contract. I need to know what's happening with that. Because mm. for me, it's Salah on that right-hand side, it's Jota in the middle, and then... Diaz, isn't it? Yeah. Diaz. If, I feel like I'm really slagging off some people that have been like there it's, for years and they've been part of us. And you're like... Yeah. This is what oh, happens at big horrible. football clubs. It's it's it does. Yeah, it it's does. When have we ever had that issue before? Oh, Torres has left, we've got Ngog. You know what I mean? It was like... Don't the, say that. Don't those, say you know what I mean? It, was, it, it got to the point, and um, did we have Ngog at that point? I think mean, he was not far behind. He's not far behind, yeah, was he? Yeah, yeah. We had, Do you remember Callum when Elzar was our first sub? Yeah, Nabil like, Elzar coming time, on. Every time, yeah. you're like, come on, man. Yeah. But this they, doesn't work. No, it's, it <laughs> We've doesn't. seen this before. I mean, back in the days when you'd have like... I mean, we mentioned the treble season before. 
that season we had play four four two. Four amazing strikers in Fowler, Owen, Heskin, Littman. Yeah. They were great options. And we again we've sort of building that replacement for the front three now. We've listen. If one of them misses a game, we used to shit ourselves. Now I think we're like, okay, yeah. he's coming in, and it's great. Okay, so the future of the front three, all things being equal, and Salah signing a contract is Salah, Jota, Jota Diaz. Yeah. I agree with that. Yeah, Do you agree, I agree with that? Yeah, yeah. completely. Yeah. What's the midfield? Um, that's a really good question. Fabinho's obviously in a six, but I agree with your early point, by the way, in terms of a backup six. I think that should be our next port of call, if I'm honest. Um, Elliot and... Oh, I think we need a signing. Okay. I think we need a signing. How, how future are we talking here? Because is it, is Elliot now going to be the starter from next season? I think next yeah, season. I think next line. season we could go Henderson. By the way, alongside there, I was thinking slightly more down the line than that. Right. Okay. I think maybe the yeah. season after. That's when that signing will definitely be needed. Jude. Yeah, Jude. <laughs> day, Dude, absolutely. Hey Jude. Absolutely Jude. I mean Come and make us better. We can actually sing the song that every way fans sing. The, the, yeah, song, yeah. the song is a no-brainer. So yeah. it's gotta be. It's gotta yeah. be. Which actually belongs to us anyway, because it was born in our city. But yeah, whatever. Exactly. Stop singing it, you divvies. <laughs> um and stop watching this, you divvies. Um, <laughs> it's a love I love these questions though, because you know everyone in the comments will have different opinions to us about that. You know, might, might sit around and say, oh, that's disrespectful to Manny, but we're not, we're planning for the future. It's yes. not, you know what I mean? It's one of those things. Yeah. But the midfield situation, how many more years is Hendo going to be playing? You know, Fabinho is, you know, how good Thiago is when he plays, you know, Fabinho and Thiago and Hendo at the minute, I, I just think it's the, one of the, the best midfields we can have. Mm -hmm. It really is because it, each dynamic of that player Definitely. works really, really well. And I'm always happy when them three start together anyway. But again, when you look at the, the Elliot situation, is he then going to go on this year really well to be like, right, Klopp, I'm starting again next season. And then the future that we're talking about in four years is already going to happen. So it, it's just... And no one's mentioned Kurt Jones, though. Again, it, it's throw him in there. It's, it's an interesting one. I love him. I think he's brilliant. And I definitely think he's got a part to play in this Liverpool side and the next era of this Liverpool side. I still, he could prove me wrong and I really hope he does, but I still have reservations about naming him in. Oh, yeah, he's definitely a starter in this from three for years to come. I wouldn't go that far. And that's almost how far I want to go with this future conversation. I think Elliot yeah. is, and I think Fabinho is. Henderson is playing time. He's going to turn into James Milner, in my opinion, mm -hmm. at some point in terms of playing yeah. time and Wayne and Wayne. He'll still have a part Do you think he'll play. accept that at Liverpool? Uh, he doesn't seem like the type of fella who'll want to do that. Personally. Is it, it's like we're talking, is it realistic though? You might be right in terms of his mentality is so tuned on to being the best he possibly can be. He might find it difficult, but he also might have to be quite pragmatic in what he has mm -hmm. to offer. You know what I mean? And that might well be the most... Because I think Milner, you know, you don't have a professional career for 22 years yeah, without yeah. being elite. Exactly. And he's accepted it quite well, hasn't he? Yeah. He has, no, he's also been around the block, hasn't he? The amount of clubs and he's settled now and he thinks, right, well, I'm settled on my side, family, kids, the age I'm at. You know, I don't want to be moving on again. Whereas Henderson might get the 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 itch to go right. I've been over a decade at Liverpool. I might just finish my career off at Sunderland. Is a is a, a, a sort of curveball for years because we saw it a little bit of Cardiff at the weekend, and we've talked about the midfield and we've talked about the front three. But Bobby slotted into that midfield. Notice that, bit yeah. I noticed at that. Cardiff. Do you think that's just sometimes Jurgen does some mad things to get minutes in the legs, or sometimes you see the future? What are we looking at here? It wasn't long though, was it? Because he was he was off not long later, was he, Bobby? Am I right in that? Yeah, you're right. He, what, he came five, off ten minutes. Right? Yeah. Five, so I don't. I just yeah. think it was one of them things of just giving him legs. I think if the Bobby conversation, because we've we've said a lot of times, haven't we, with Bobby? Sometimes he's in our half getting the ball, isn't he? Do you know what I mean? So I think the Bobby conversation of putting him in midfield would have been an option maybe twelve months ago, 
Whereas now, like you said, the midfield is absolutely stacked now. Mm-hmm. You wouldn't drop any of the midfields that we've got for Bobby. You know, mm-hmm. your first choice midfield, yeah. excuse me. Um, so I don't think it's a situation where we would see him in midfield often. But he could do a job there, of course he could. Okay. Um, I personally just think it's a legs thing. I don't think we're going to see Bobby pull, pull back into midfield. I think he's. I think he's going to. I think he might be comfortable being the fourth man. Mm-hmm. To be honest, and I think there might be a bit of an acceptance there. Is that I don't know why why I think this really. It's just like for me, you know, an out and out goal scorer comes off as a bit more selfish yeah. than someone who provides assists. An assist an assist yeah. maker kind of gives me the impression that he's willing to do things for the team. And him being the fourth man in three fits in with, well, he's an assist. He makes unselfish runs. It, mm. I might be completely wrong there, but that's the way that my mind sort of works on it. I think that's a very fair assessment. I think his persona he's always given off at Liverpool has been that unselfish nature and mm. the work rate he's got for the side. And I think I seem to remember goal. You lads might remember who it was against, but... He had like a, the most simple tapping and he left it for someone else. Minamino, was it, the other day? No, it was well before that, a couple of years ago. And there was a lot of talk after it about how unselfish it was. And there was talk about the goal bonus he'd have gotten, all this kind of chat. I want to say and that he, was away. Was that it was not, away. Was that, was, was that the 7-0 battering in the Champions League a few years back? Was it, it might well. I think it was. The talk afterwards was about his unselfish. But like I say, the fact he gave up X amount of pounds to not score that goal. Yeah, I remember and that's that just, now. That's just the type of character he is. So you, I think he's dead, right? And... The thing with the midfield and the 10 is I actually think he's perfect for that role because he's so good at linking play and he's not he the is. quickest. He you is. know what I mean? You don't need to be that quick in that role, but I think he'd be more than happy to uh, play a part moving forwards. I he, just think, it, it, for me... Look at you stacking the midfield again. You'd be really crap at Jenga. Yeah. You'd be like... Just piling it. Yeah, yeah. I think he needs to be central. Yes. And we don't have a, that man in central areas of, of our midfield you know you see where Javier Elliott goes you see where Henderson goes yeah. and they travel to that side don't they so that's mm, where yeah. it's like that's why I don't see it personally um, we do have one more topic to discuss we've saved the absolute best till last uh, we will be talking about Mo Salah uh, very very shortly but I just wanted to let you know that we've got a brand new Mo Salah t-shirt out best in the world check this out for us Hey everyone, mate here. If you're enjoying this podcast, then do go and check out Red Men Plus, our Liverpool streaming service, giving you tons of extra podcasts each and every month. There's Jano Insight, there's the Around the League show, the debate show, the opposition preview, and interviews with Liverpool legends past and present as well. Tons of content to keep you occupied, keep you busy, thrilled, entertained, and go deeper on Liverpool FC culture. Head to theredmentv.com. Sign up and join us on Redmen Plus. Hello, everyone. Ignore that link. I mean, it does work, but go to redmenmerch.com. Much easier to remember. <laughs> um, so, yeah, <laughs> let's uh, let's just uh, check that one out. Redmenmerch.com. Mo Salah Best in the World. CM Punk inspired yes. uh, T-shirt, um, obviously. Um, as I'm sure Jay... Well, well Jay knows. Jay yeah. knows. Um, so, we're talking about Mo Salah. He is going to be coming back, Jay. He's supposed to be back in training today in Liverpool. Mad that, isn't it? It's just insane. But that is Mo Salah all over. Sorry, mate. No, I was I was thinking when we played that uh, when Arsenal played the other day, not us, and Party came on. Mm. I'm like, that's what you want to see. Yeah. Like the manager shouldn't play him, and I remember saying this at the time. But I want him to be there. And I want him to want to play straight off the plane. That's what I want, and I was hoping that we'd see from Salah or Mane, <laughs> uh, but we do get to see it from Mo Salah. Yeah, Mane would be 
well, you won't be on Gover, will you? But you'll be like, yeah, I'm, I'm having, I'm having a few days away, mate. Um, yeah, hungry Mo Salah, angry Mo Salah, happy Mo Salah, Mo Salah, hungry Mo Salah. Hang, yeah, absolutely, yeah. Um, I, I'm so looking forward to it. It doesn't surprise me though, Chris. It really doesn't. I would expect him to be in that lineup. I really would. Klopp will turn around to him and say, "If you want the days off, you can have him." Mm-hmm. He'll do the fitness tests, obviously, but he'll be back and go, "I want to play," and he will because he'll have the bit between his teeth. What do you reckon? We can realistically expect from him in the next two weeks anything. Because <laughs> it's all well and good saying I want to play against trick. Leicester, like, but like you've played like four hundred and twenty minute games in eleven days or whatever it yeah. is. He, he has, and it's, it's frightening. Realistically, you know, we'd say, "Oh, not a lot," because if that was, you know, any mere mortal, we'd say, "Oh, no, he might play twenty minutes here and there." But this man just defies all of that. The fact he was on a plane coming back and he might train today defies what I expected. Yes. When Klopp spoke about it the other day and essentially was very open, he said, oh, they, they might play against Leicester. I was sat there thinking, nah, come on now. Like, come, yeah, I was yeah. like, you Stop frightening him. Brendan, yeah. will you? And it's not really like him. He's normally all quite reserved and he won't really give that, but he was really sitting there thinking, no. But then he might play against Leicester. It's absolutely terrifying. So yeah. I... I'm very reluctant to say what we might expect from Mo Salah, Mo Salah. because because it, it, he's scary. He's well, just he scary. I can't even get to the toilet when I'm fucking off a plane from, <laughs> from the other side of the world for two days. Like you know what I mean? He's playing footy again. It's insane. It's crazy. It's I just I just don't understand it. Like, but like when you when you think about him, like, he's gonna want minutes, and he's mm. quite demanding as a player. Salary isn't he? Do you, yeah. do you think Klopp gives in? I think you have to when you've got a player that caliber because he's. He knows how good he is, and I love that about him, but he's not that in a really, really arrogant way. Like, he laughs off Ballon d'Or conversations because he's like, well, I get overlooked, so what? I'll just mm-hmm. prove it on the pitch. Yeah. You know, he's top goal scorer. He wants to stay top goal scorer. He knows playing against Leicester, there's an opportunity there. It's not, you know, it's not going to be as a struggle if you're playing like a, a Chelsea or a City or anything like that. He knows where Leicester are at the minute, so it's an opportunity for him to bang in a few more. But he's, that, he's just a winner. He wants to play every minute of football as he can. Mm-hmm. He's one of them players that do realise how short your career actually is. He wants to get as many minutes and accolades under his belt, and I love that about him. We're very lucky that he's he wants to come he back. He could quick. probably take the rest of the year off, and the only person who's going to be <laughs> yeah, close to catch Jota, him is Jota. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's just true, a mad yeah. thing, in it? Like, Maybe yeah. he knows that, and he's thinking, oh, I need to get back and score some goals. Six behind me. Yeah, yeah. That lad's, and that's all comps as well. Obviously, he's flying Jota, he scores in the FA Cup the other day. Um, yeah, Salah's mad. Like I say, he just defies all logic. I mean, not only has he played all their minutes, he's played them in, I don't want to be sort of disrespectful here, but that pitch, the pitches they were on. Heavy. It was heavy ground, wasn't it? Like, if that was Frankel back in the day, he'd been struggling to get over that. Yeah. You know I mean? It was hard work. Like, and obviously, the temperatures, I don't know exactly, but they were through the roof, you'd imagine, in Cameroon, you know. So, But the man, he's supremely fit. And I do wonder whether, had Egypt obviously won, you know, we probably wouldn't have seen Salah come back so soon. and But he might not have been as desperate to get back and play either. But the fact that they lost, he is desperate to get back and play on Thursday and just get back on that horse, to use yet another horse analogy, and start scoring goals again. Mm. I, I can't wait to see it, mate. I, I, I do think you, and, and I, I, mean, I agree with um, Yodis in the comments here, I love both Salah and Mane, but they both need at least one week off. I think it could have a negative impact on their health. They could get burnouts. I, I I don't know the 
negative impacts on the health side of things because cleverer people than us probably um, will be looking at that. You know, it's important that if you are, I know from my limited sports science knowledge, I know that you you prime players for two games a week. They need those two games a week. Mm. Like, I, I, but then you need, you do obviously need rest and recuperation time and all that type of stuff as well. Whereas kind of going with salaries, he needs some time off. Yeah. I don't know whether it's good for him to come off a plane, have a couple of days training, and then have him a game of footy. Like maybe 10, 15 minutes just so he gets another rest and recuperation day. I think the, what Jürgen does is, I think if it's over 20 minutes, you get your rest and recuperation like the first team. Mm. So maybe that sort of slows him down a bit. Counterintuitively, you give him 22 minutes mm-hmm. yeah, and he then gets yeah. his rest and recuperation days like he should do, sort of stop him, which sounds a bit mad. But yeah. the weekend, I can imagine that he's come back and you need him back. For the games that are coming to fast. 100%, mate. We're back to two games a week now, aren't we, realistically? So, um, but like you said, Chris, there's enough sports science and at that club to understand whether or not he will be ready or not. Mm. Uh, he'll say he's ready, but they'll do tests and it's like, listen, mate, no, just just have have the day. You know, we can cope. We certainly can cope. We've shown that in January that we've done very, very well without both of them. Um, but I, I, I agree with, with what you're saying in the comments and stuff like that. You don't want them to get burnout and stuff like that. But he is fit as a fiddle. Yeah. He's, he, he can handle it if he, he can, wants to. He can quite easy go Sunday, Burnley, Wednesday, Inter. Yeah. Like, there's no problem with that, as far yeah. as I'm concerned. Like, we're going to talk about Leicester in a bit. We'll be back for the Uncensored Match Build-Up show, so it will be a topic of discussion. But for me, I'm like, yeah, we've got a lot of games coming up and we want him at the absolute peak of them. And these could be the games that hopefully, you know, yeah. you see us close in on Manchester City. So we're don't, at burn, home as well. don't burn him so out. You, you, you can let him drop the game, you know, leave him out it's or just do what, 20 minutes. It's just how pissed off he is, Dan, if you, yeah. do, if yeah. you do that, innit? That's the thing, yeah. If he you comes back, like it looks like he's going to, if he comes back and goes, no, I, I want to be involved against Leicester, you know. Jurgen Klopp or not, you've got to be a brave man to say no because you don't want him, you know, mm. not happy. You want to keep him happy, and if keeping him happy means half an hour at the end of that match, then then fine. Because, you know, as much as he's hungry to play, he's got to be realistic as well. I mean, what he's just been through in terms of you know the stress on his body, and he'll have fitness coaches telling him, you know, what's best. And if what's best is half an hour, then he gets yeah. half an hour on Thursday. You know, yeah. Yeah, no, that's a good point as well. Um, I can't wait to see it, to be perfectly honest with you. Uh, I'm going, obviously, Anfield um, on Thursday evening. Really looking forward to it again. Premier League action, there's just nothing better, unless you're a big Champions League games. Gentlemen, that has been uh, the podcast. Thank you very much for joining us. Jay Pearson, Dan Club. Give them a follow on Twitter as well. Uh, Don't forget to check out our new Mo Salati, best in the world, available on redmenmerch.com. And if you want the Craftsman of the Cop documentary in your eyes and is then that will release tomorrow on Redmen Plus. So go over to the redmentv.com, get yourself signed up for Redmen Plus, and you will have the Craftsman of the Cop documentary tomorrow, along with a whole host of a back catalogue of Liverpool content that we make for you guys and that we are very, very proud of. Thank you everybody for watching along live. Don't forget to like the video, subscribe if you're here for the first time, and we'll see you all very soon for the Uncensored Match Build Up Show against Leicester.